Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available Hello to make your life Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope this finds everyone doing well. You know, I haven't been around for a couple weeks, and uh, that was because I needed to do some dog shopping. So you might hear him in the background howling a little bit. He's mad because to record this episode, I had to put him in his cage. I have a nine-week-old Rottweiler who will be trained to be my mobility service dog. I did try out a older dog. Uh, he was two, and he actually almost three. He was really a good dog, but a little unpredictable, a little set in his ways, and probably not going to work out as a mobility service dog. So I decided to go to the puppy route, and he is now in his crate for the moment while I record this so that uh, you know I don't have to deal with trying to record and have a puppy running around to try and control but he's doing great at nine weeks old. He's starting to get the idea of walking on a leash. He's getting the idea of sitting uh, on command and walking on my left side. I walk with the, my cane on my right side, so he's going to be walking on my left side. So overall, that's great. If you go out to my Instagram page at, uh, in, you know, on Instagram at as underscore podcast, you'll see pictures of the first dog I tried out and then now the puppy. So again, it's been going fantastic. Uh, I haven't had a puppy in a long time, and I kind of forgot how, you know, a little puppy. I had my last service dog that I tried to train. I got him when he was about five months old, but this little guy is, I got it eight weeks, and boy, I forgot how much work a little puppy is. So, uh, you know, that's really been just an eye-opener for me. But anyway, that's been fantastic to deal with that. I'm glad to be back to talk with you. And as I was looking on some of the forums, a topic came up multiple times and it's a topic that I've dealt with myself and so I saw this article come up from myspondylitisteam.com. I'm not associated with this website in any way except being a member but there are some great articles that come out. I'll have a link to this article in the show notes so that you can read it and you can also go in and join. There's like a little forum board where you can participate and talk to other people with different types of spondylitis. So this article this week is called Memory Loss and Spondylitis. And I thought, how appropriate. So we all know that when we live with spondylitis, we all know that it's a type of inflammatory arthritis. And I like to go back to kind of the basics for any of my new listeners. We take those basics and we build upon them so that you can go to your doctor and say, doc, I'm, I'm dealing with this or I'm dealing with that. So again, spondylitis, we know is a type of inflammatory arthritis, uh, auto-inflammatory disease, however you want to look at it, still kind of up in debate. And there are a long list of symptoms that come along with it. Alongside the characteristic symptoms that we know, like you know, back pain, hip pain, there's also a cognitive impairment or brain fog. And this can affect all of us in different levels, just like everything else associated with axial spinal arthritis. And this it can include mental challenges like temporary memory loss, forgetfulness, or difficulty remembering words and phrases. I myself, you know, not so much memory loss, but forgetfulness is at times really bad for me, as well as I'll try to remember a word or a phrase and, you know, it just, it escapes me. Part of it's age, but part of it's also spondylitis. So when we look at this, forgetting what you were about to say, you know, we all know that can be embarrassing 
And we don't like to deal with that particular issue, but it's part of our everyday existence and we have to come up with ways to address it. So when you're not sure about whether it's the medications that are causing it or the axial spinal arthritis, you know, there's different things that you want to look at. And again, none of this is what I talk about is medical advice. If you get one or two items out of this that sound familiar, talk to your doctor. They are the ones that are going to be the people that really are going to need to know that you're dealing with this. So what does memory loss uh, with spondylitis, you know, be like, feel like? Well, we know that is any spondylitis symptom, each person experiences memory loss differently and to a different degree. They go on to talk about some spondylitis team members uh, have shared that they feel as if their minds are in a confused fog, like one who wrote, I have memory loss and fogginess. Another person described uh, her memory loss and brain fog as affecting mostly her short-term memory. That's how I am. She said, my brain uh, is barely functioning. I know who I am and who my loved ones are, but my short-term memory is gone and I can't remember some things. Also, some members find their memory loss affects their ability to keep track of things like time. Another member experiences such severe memory loss that it greatly affected her life. She said, I used to be so smart and quick as a whip. Now I forget specific words and then entirely forget where I was going with my point. I started isolating myself because nobody understands the chronic pain and brain fog thing. So some members worry that memory loss, that may be a symptom of another condition like Alzheimer's disease. As one person wrote, it's mostly words I'm having a problem with, hoping it's not the big A. Another person was relieved to read from other members that memory loss, you know, it was a common symptom of spondylitis. And they said, wow, memory loss. I thought it was Alzheimer's. It's all starting to make sense. Well, now that we know that we all can have varying degrees of this memory loss, what causes it with spondylitis? Why is it happening to us? And how is, uh, you know, how are we going to handle it going forward? Well, there's multiple factors in spondylitis and many chronic diseases in general that can influence a person's cognitive functions. Firstly, the main one is, is inflammation. You know, when you have a flare during spondylitis, you know, it's a period where there's increased disease activity. This means there's more inflammation in the body. And there was a study done in NeuroImage that points to this kind of inflammation as a cause of mental fog in people living with chronic illness. The study measured three types of attention process of the brain. Orienting, which is selecting and prioritizing sensory information. Alerting, which is reaching and maintaining an alert state. And executive control, which is deciding what to pay attention to and when there is conflicting information. The results showed that inflammation affects brain activity responses for staying alert in particular. So think about that. That makes a lot of sense because when you're alert, you are aware of everything going around you. And one of the main things you need to be alert is well rested. And if you had chronic pain, having a flare, you probably didn't sleep well. So it's just a domino effect as everything goes along. So we know chronic pain, uh, which is cognitive impairments, are a symptom of you know fibromyalgia, and then uh, or chronic centralized pain. According to a study analyzed by the Spondylitis Association of America, people living with axial spinal arthritis have an increased risk of developing fibro. It's believed that constant fighting chronic pain takes up significant brain power that would otherwise be used for tasks such as remembering, and that completely makes sense. On top of it. Poor sleep and fatigue can set in. According to one study, at least 58% of those diagnosed with axial spondyl arthritis struggle to sleep well. 
Good sleep is associated with memory consolidation. With poor sleep, this function may be impaired and short-term memories may be lost. Well, that makes sense. If you're not getting good sleep, your brain doesn't process everything or processes pieces of what goes on in any given day, you just end up with holes or gaps in your short-term memory. People living with spondylitis also experience lots of fatigue. Uh, this can leave a person feeling drained of energy. Spondylitis-related fatigue can cause incoherent thoughts and responses known as cognitive fog, including trouble with memory. So if you're starting to wonder, or, or if you were wondering about this you know, brain fog, this, what was going on, how was it handling, you know, how am I dealing with it? How am I going to deal with it, I should say? Hopefully you're starting to see a pattern here of pieces of what you're dealing with on any given day and how it all adds up to lead to that, that brain fog that you're dealing with. Lastly, there's also medications. This is a big one. Some of the medications used to manage spondylitis and treat spondylitis symptoms have side effects that may affect your memory. As one person wrote, using 1,200 milligrams of gabapentin a day wiped out my memory big time. And I can understand that. I'm on up to 3,200 milligrams a day of gabapentin. I usually don't take that much. I usually take 1,600 milligrams, but it can really do a doozy on you if you're not careful. Other drugs, such as corticosteroid, like prednisone, can sometimes affect memory as well. There's also some debate. It hasn't been figured out yet, but there's some debate. One Canadian pharmacist journal said that people that took statins exhibited some memory loss after taking the statins, but researchers have found no direct link between the two yet. Again, doesn't mean that some people taking statins aren't experiencing some memory loss from those. You know, there's always the odd, you know, outliers that can happen. And with this spondylitis, I still always say, you know, we just know so little about it that it's very easy to think that, you know, this memory loss can be affected by all sorts of medications. So again, talk to your rheumatologist for their medical advice if you're experiencing any side effects from your medication. You know, your doctor needs to know what's going on so they can advise you about how you're dealing with it. And then lastly, there's also uh, a symptom called amyloidosis, which is generally found in people that have been dealing with axial spinal arthritis a long time, but it can affect your cognitive functions. So if you're experiencing symptoms such as ankle swelling, shortness of breath, weight loss, you know, talk to your doctor, see if this is something that you are, you know, dealing with. Again, doesn't mean you are. It doesn't mean you want to try and find other conditions. It just means you need to be aware of these items that could be causing you different uh, conditions, different uh, impairments towards, say, your memory in this case. So how do you manage memory loss with spondylitis? Well, this is the one that there really isn't a concrete way. We all need to be treated and, and deal with it differently. Managing memory loss associated with spondylitis is very important to members of, you know, this website, My Spondylitis Team. As one person wrote, I hope there's a treatment for this. I feel silly sometimes not being able to think of what I'm trying to say. The good news is there are some techniques the website goes on to talk about that you can try. One of them is just to work out your brain. This could be something as simple as memory games, uh, Sudoku, or just anything that gets you thinking in any given day so that you're not, you know, just watching TV or staring at 
YouTube on your phone or something. You're trying to do something that gets your brain to function, to process. So there's all sorts of different memory games out there. Another member who was on this board said, I play Yahtzee. They tend to like that game to get their way to think as best they can. Another option is to try and get better sleep. I know this is easier said than done. They go down to say, if you're experiencing pain at night that keeps you from sleeping, talk to your doctor. Who, uh, they may want to adjust or change your medications or dosage. Taking your medications at different times of the day may help ensure that your medications work all night long. Again, the key is to talk to your doctor. They may also recommend supplementary, uh, you know, supplementing your treatments with over-the-counter options like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug if you're capable of taking those. Another option is to keep moving. Again, easier said than done, but even if it's just getting up to walk around your house, walk around the block, anything that can get you to move your body a little bit, get the blood flowing, you know, you can help to support your brain with some healthy lifestyle practices. Again, try to keep your diet in perspective. Uh, you know, the overly processed, highly sugared, fatty foods are going to cause you maybe to have more issues, uh, certainly it'll make you feel more sluggish. So the healthier you can eat, the better. Possibly take supplements. One person on this website said they found great relief from using supplements. Again, talk to your doctor first before you take any supplements because they may interfere with any medications you're on. There would be times where I would be speaking and become uh, at a loss for the right word. They realized that it came from the fatigue they often felt. After starting to take supplements such as omega-3, they found that that helped tremendously. Another member offered up the regime of taking a vitamin B2, B5, and taurine. And they also cut out sweeteners, which helped them uh, tremendously. So everybody's different. You need to do what's best for you, but consult your doctor first. Leave reminders for yourself is another thing that you can do. Writing notes to yourself, creating to-do lists can help manage memory loss. This one person wrote, I'm forgetful. They write a list all the time of what they need to do, what they need to get done. There's also nothing wrong with asking for help. This is a big one. This is one of the ones that was hardest for me was asking for help. Once I did start asking for help, my life became easier. Didn't free up all of my memory, but it made things a lot easier. Talk to your doctor. There may be other medications or changes in your medication that can help with, uh, again, with the memory loss that you're dealing with. So there's no, again, there's no, as you listen to this and as we wrap this up, there's no one size fits all. There's no way for me to say, look, if you do this, this, and this, your memory's back perfectly. I wish there was. Like all things associated with axial spondyloarthritis, every one of us is different. Every one of us is going to experience things in a different form or fashion to help with whether it be memory loss, whether it be exercise, whether it be weight loss, we're all going to respond differently. That's one of the greatest things about this you know, condition is that we can all try different things. It's also one of the most infuriating things is that there's no, hey, if you do this, this, and this, it will correct itself. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things for people that are new to this condition to maybe come to grips with or understand. They're used to maybe if you have a if you have a flu or a sprained ankle and you do these certain things, it fixes itself. That's not the case with axial spondyloarthritis. What I do might not work for you and what you do might not work for me. And once you come to grips with that, 
you figure that out and then you start your journey in conjunction with your doctors talking with them about what you should and shouldn't take you start to build that treatment plan that works for you it is going to be specific to you it may work for other people it may not but overall i just hope you find things that work for you and things that help with dealing with this memory loss because i know it's infuriating so with that i thank you again for listening it's been great you know i, I miss talking with everybody it's great to have the puppy here though i hope you go over to the instagram page follow watch as he grows he's going to be learning tricks to assist me whether it be standing in between my legs to help prop and and hold up my knees once he's much much larger to picking up my cane if i drop it he's already starting to show an interest in picking that up so there's going to be all sorts of things that tig which is his name is going to be learning and doing as he grows so i invite you to come along on the journey follow along my first dog that was for a service and mobility dog didn't work out he's been placed into a loving home and he's absolutely thriving as a pet which is exactly what he wanted to do i now have tig we're going to work with tig to see about turning him into a service dog and i really would love to have all of you on this journey with me so go to as underscore podcast on instagram you can also follow on the website and you know just again i really appreciate everybody listening have a wonderful day and if you have any questions go to spondypodcast.com and reach out to me look forward to hearing from you take care